Welcome to Gulf Life Now, where you can learn about all things real estate and life on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Your host is Bill Anderson, who includes his considerable knowledge and personal experiences about relocating to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Whether you're buying, selling, or just interested in living on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, this podcast is for you. Well, the topic today in Golf Life Now's podcast is going to be about how you buy investment property without a W-2 form, which means you don't have a job. It doesn't mean you don't have income. It means you don't have a job. Now, having a W-2 makes it a lot easier to buy any type of property. That makes it so simple for the investor to take a look at the fact that you work for someone. They're making a payment to you every week, two weeks, once a month, however that is. And at the end of the year, they give you a W-2 form that proves this. You include that into your tax return and you send it in and you will have committed a crime if any of that is incorrect. So they have that to uh, lean on, if you will, in terms of making a decision about whether you qualify to buy a property that they want to finance for you. Well, it changes when you're self-employed. And that's mainly the type of person that uses the kind of loan I'm going to talk about here. Uh, That person that doesn't have a W-2 form is usually self-employed. And what I mean by self-employed, it doesn't mean that you are a plumber, for example. You could be, easily, uh, but you can also be an investor and have, for example, a dozen or two apartments, and those generate income every month, and you generate a positive cash flow every month, which means that you not only have enough to live on, but you have enough money left over that you could, in theory, make a payment if you needed to on another property but you also are showing the potential lender that you have experience that's a key thing here now the type of loan that I'm talking about here that allows you to borrow without having a w-2 form is called a DSCR loan or a debt service coverage ratio loan Uh, that's a lot of words Basically, what this means is that the property that you're buying will produce enough income to service the debt incurred with the mortgage and all kinds of other expenses that may be involved, such as utilities, the insurance and taxes, uh, other, all other things involved, and generate a profit. So DSCR loans are... More a little more difficult to get, but they don't rely on your personal credit. In fact, they rely really less on you as a person than they do on the actual asset that's being financed. As a matter of fact, you can have relatively poor credit and still get a DSCR loan if there's some equity in that property that's being financed and it's generating a good rate of cash flow. Now, the DSCR loan uh, varies from the typical loans that you might get, which are FHA loans or even conventional loans for that matter. Uh, These loans are not supported by government-backed securities in any way. These are often private investors who will then later on probably sell this off to another investor. And they are looked at a whole lot differently than the kinds of loans you get for your own house or the type of loan you might get for um, a rental property, for example. 
and normally you will use a DSCR loan when you don't have the income to support the other types of loans because the interest rates on DSCR loans are higher than they are for a primary residence or a second home, for example. Uh, and you can finance, you know, four, five, six, depending on what the um, finance company will allow uh, in the more traditional conventional uh, roles. However, the DSCR loans are far different and each one will stand on its own. So let me give you just an example. Let's say that you want to buy a fourplex. That's a four unit apartment complex. And that four unit apartment complex will generate uh, 125% of the income required to cover all costs. In other words, you're making 25% margin on that, something that you can put into the bank. Well, a lot of the DSCR loans today are going to have a requirement that you must have a 1.25 or maybe up to a 1.5 uh, debt uh, coverage ratio, which means basically that you need a uh, income stream that is 125% greater than you need to pay the bills with, or 150 or 135, whatever they choose to, to uh, ask you for. And this is because they want to protect their investment. Now, if they loan you on a one-to-one -one basis, in other words, let's say that that income came in at $100,000 a year, for example, and they loaned you based on $100,000 a year, there's no wiggle room. If anything happens at all, then they could be left holding the bag, as you could as well, because that payment may be so high that you can't afford to make that payment, and then there's a problem. So they want a lot of leverage there. They want some serious difference between the amount of income that you're going to be generating and uh, the amount that they're going to lend on. They want a big buffer there and that buffer is going to be 25%, 30%, 50%. It could even be higher than that. It just depends on the property where it's at. Also, they want to take a look at the equity in the property. There better be some equity in the property when they loan you the money for this, at least the amount that you put into that property. And they want to know any possibility that that property could grow in value too. They're going to look at the entire picture for that property because the loan is going to be based on that property. These are non-recourse loans. That means that they cannot go back to you and say, hey, uh, Sam, you need to repay us because you defaulted on this and this pro property isn't making it. What you need to do at that point in time, of course, is see an attorney and you may need to file for bankruptcy or work out some type of an arrangement with the lender. In any case, you can, in theory, walk away from that project and it doesn't cost you any money. They can't come after you for anything. Unless, of course, you go out and get a second mortgage somewhere, which is a different kind of loan, and that is a recourse loan. But the DSCR loan is a non-recourse loan. Again, they will take that property over if they need to. Now, if there is as much equity in that property uh, as they are uh, planning on when they look at your numbers, and also that there's enough income coming into that property for them to take it over, they might be able to sell that property and actually make some money. That's the whole idea. They want to do business with you, but they also want to protect their assets as well. 
Now, considering the fact that they're not going to be running down your credit report and finding out if you are a good person and you pay all your bills, again, that's not so important. They will do some checking on that. But what is important is that that property can make that mortgage payment and all of the other costs that are involved. Now, DSCR loans were given out uh, more easily before the pandemic issue happened and just right afterwards. We're seeing some big changes in the marketplace now where people went after DSCR loans and they're beginning to default on some of them. Now, that hasn't soured a lot of investors in one reason is because they're able to walk in and pick up the pieces so to speak and those pieces may look pretty good to them actually because the real estate market's actually doing pretty well almost everywhere and if these were particularly if these were for residential properties income properties uh, those properties are doing fairly well so investors are still interested they're still in the market and they're still making DSCR loans so if you are the type of investor that wants to buy one and then buy another one and then buy another one and then buy another one um, you're gonna have to use a DSCR loan to make that happen for you um, and there are some definite pros there there it's they're more accessible than you know if you have especially if you have poor credit um, and they're a good option for self-employed people with irregular income uh, such as you know lawyers and doctors um, people who don't get the same amount of money all the time. What bothers lenders when they go to loan on a normal home, for example, is if you have irregular income, they don't like that at all because that monthly payment is not irregular. It's the same, and they want something that matches up with that. Um, now, the cons of this type of loan are uh, there are higher interest rates, as I mentioned to you, than there are for conventional loans. Uh, and there are some stricter borrowing requirements, again, on that uh, leverage, on that uh, percentage, and uh, they could require a larger down payment. You may have to go in with 25%. Now, there's still some DSCR loans out there that'll do 20%, particularly if the asset has some good equity in it, uh, and that can be worked out with your loan broker. So if you're considering a loan on your property, don't uh, dismiss the DSCR loan. Even if the interest rate seems to be a little bit higher, remember uh, that is a loan that's particularly uh, set up for you as an investor to be able to buy multiple properties. Sometimes when you buy multiple properties using conventional loans, you could run into a wall where lenders will say, you have too many of these properties. We, you know, you bought say three or four or five properties and they're going to say that's enough. They may not want to loan any more on the regular conventional terms. Um, but if you can get a DSCR loan on similar terms, say 20% down, for example, and you make plenty of money on that property, then it's probably a good route for you to go. So for those of you investors who thought, hey, it's all over, well, you know, it's not all over. There are investors out there that will loan to you. Keep in mind that interest rates are already higher. They are in the, what I call the normal range on, an, on a 30-year fixed mortgage. And what I mean by that is if you go all the way back to the uh, 1960s and move all the way forward, uh, the average 
range is somewhere around six and a half to seven percent for interest rate so they're right there in the average range now the DSCR loans are going to be higher than that as they as would a conventional loan to buy for example an apartment complex uh, up to a fourplex with FHA financing and you're going to see a point and a half to two points higher than the amount that you would pay if you were buying a, a single-family residence as your primary home so you're going to pay more with a DSCR than you would with even a conventional rate so you may be in the eight to nine percent range now this information is ob obviously subject to change in terms of this interest rate that I threw out there that could, could go to nine or ten percent it just depends on you and it depends on the property itself and frankly it doesn't really make any difference. Don't let that scare you away. When you run your numbers and you do all the math, if you can be profitable for the interest rate they're going to charge you for the DSCR loan, then do the deal. I mean, it's really as simple as that. But you do need to take into consideration a number of things, such as having sufficient operating capital. You need six months of operating capital if you're going to buy an investment on any type of loan program I always tell everybody to do that that makes sure that no matter what happens down the road you're able to weather that if you lose one or two tenants for example if there's a storm someplace and you can't rent your property and the insurance isn't going to cover all of that uh, you need to be a be prepared for those things that happen it's called Murphy's Law you know if it can go wrong it will go wrong just think about it that way if you plan ahead to make sure that you have sufficient capital to take care of anything that could come up such as replacing an air conditioning system or replacing the roof or doing termite remediation you didn't know about you've got to be prepared to take care of that so when you put all those numbers together and you put all that cash that you're going to need in there and that deal looks good to you then why not you know go for it uh, find a loan broker and that will give you the loan that you need you're not going to get this from a bank by the way you're going to have to get it from an independent loan broker uh, there are a few banks that might give a DSCR loan but frankly uh, they would have just their own bank as a source you need maybe one or two or three different sources which will come through a loan broker they have a lot of uh, pots of money that they can reach into well, thank you very much for listening to another podcast on Golf Life. Now, this is a service of Logan Anderson, LLC. Well, we, you know, we're real estate investors and brokers on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. We help lots of people buy investment property, uh, whether it's short-term rentals, long-term rentals, uh, whatever type of property that you may be interested in, we can help you with that. We can also help you if you decide to sell that property and we also are affiliated with a property management company so we can help you manage the property after we help you buy that property. So please reach out to us. Go to our website at LoganAndersonLLC.com. That's L-O-G-A-N-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N-L-L-C.com and check out our website. Also look at the show notes here on this podcast for more information about this topic. We also talk about many other things in our blog articles on our website, and we hope that you come back and listen to our next podcast. Thank you.